What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Spurlock 30 to the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40 to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that. Shotgun set. Three receivers left. And here's the snap, and the blitzer is picked up. Brady underneath. Caught ball, Evans. He has the record at the 11-yard line. Mike Evans becomes the first NFL player in league history to record 1,000 yards or more in his first seven seasons. And what a throw by Brady. Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Looking again, looking again. Throws up the middle. That's intercepted at the 30. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directed. Oh, throw the other down. Intercepted, picked off in the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Salty Dogs podcast. I am Scott Smith. I'm Jeff Ryan. We are the Salty Dogs. We are. Hey, you know what? This is the last Salty Dogs we're not going to do one after, what do, what do you mean? Well, for 2022. Oh, of 2022. Oh, I got you on like, that What, one. are we getting canceled? Yeah, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun one. Uh, a relieved one. Okay, I'll go with relieved. Fun, not so sure. <laughs> no, that was not a particularly fun Christmas night, but it, it's always fun. Well, wait, 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 wait. It ended up, just like Santa said, <laughs> brought a Christmas win. That's all that mattered. Better late Just than never. Had to wait a lot longer than normal to open our present of well, a victory. Certainly, um, we were in the. It certainly was an emotional game, and if you were a Buck fan, you were all over the board. Yeah. Um, it was like you're on the road on Christmas night. Yep. Your itinerary already says you're getting back at six a.m. Didn't even look at what time. Uh, and I well, I didn't look at the time. But as that game was starting to wind down and it was becoming clear that what was a very distinct possibility, I'm mm-hmm. t- saying to the person next to me in the press box, uh-huh. overtime, on the road, <laughs> across the country, oh in a boy. night game. I mean, you wanted that more than you wanted to lose. <clears throat> yes. It would have been really rough to go to overtime and not win. Correct. That, that would be, we'd be. And how would you have felt if it was a tie? Not as bad as a loss. Okay. Because we'd still be in first if we tied. True. But in fact, I'd have to give it a lot more thought, but I think it still would come down to this week's game against Carolina. Uh-huh. I mean, because we'd still be a half game up. Right. So instead of losing to Carolina in a tiebreaker, we'd just lose to them outright. Yeah. If you didn't win that game. Right. Well, it gives you a little bit of a cushion, but not a whole lot of a cushion. That's the, for sure. The Panthers, I'm really um, unhappy with the Lions, who had been absolutely red hot. Uh-huh. Had won like six their previous seven. We're beating quality teams. Right. And they just get spanked Yeah, in Charlotte. Crazy. I'm like, come on, give us a little help here. Because had Carolina lost that game, the Bucks would be in really good shape right now. Right. And you could still control – you could – you don't even have to be Carolina, and you can still control your own destiny by winning in Atlanta. You don't have to win one more game. Because mm-hmm. even if the Saints were to catch the Bucks over the last two weeks, they wouldn't be able to, actually, because no. we'd be two games up. So sure. If because, you win one, you're because done. Because you swept them, and they can't beat you on the tiebreaker. And Well, I mean, if we had won in Carolina, which we did, and Carolina had lost, right now we'd be two up on the Saints. Right. 
and yeah. that with two to go, so they can't they can't beat us. Well, certainly uh, is keeping the interest in the NFC South as everyone's complaining about the record, but it's now down to this Sunday, really. Before we go any further, uh-huh. I just remembered to say up top that we at the end of this we read emails and Correct. answer them, and um, so I often forget to tell everybody the way to send us questions is to email us at salty dogs at buccaneers.nfl.com. So I wanted to get that out of the way at the top. Well <clears throat> done. Thank you. I think it's one of the first times I've ever remembered that. Yes, without me prompting you. So do you want me to tell you all the playoff scenarios? Because there's not that many. Um, I can guess. Are you talking about for the Buccaneers or just all, all across the For the NFL? Bucks. For so the basically th- this Let week, me see if I can guess. All right, go well, ahead. Let me set the scene. All right. So, okay, set it up. Basically, the Buccaneers are 7-8, and eight, one game ahead of the – Six and nine Panthers and Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week it's Carolina at Tampa Bay, huge game, and New Orleans at Philadelphia. Week eighteen it's Tampa Bay at Atlanta, Carolina at New Orleans. Right. <clears throat> did Did you want to now make your? Well, I, it's simple. Just win on Sunday and and it's over with. Correct. If the Buccaneers beat the Panthers, they win the division. Correct. So you're no matter what that... happens in the rest of the game. Okay. Let's say not being doom and gloom, but let's say. It doesn't go according to plan, and the Carolina Panthers win. So the only way then the Buccaneers can make it to the playoffs would be wild card. No, they no. can't. They, we we can't win a wild card. We're not going to win a wild card. We, we would win the division still. If we lose to Carolina, we still win the division. If Carolina, Carolina loses, loses to New and Orleans, then, and then Tampa beats, because we would just be up by a game. Okay. All right. I see. Right now, okay. If things don't go right on Sunday, you're tied. But then if both of you would win on that, that next Sunday, then Carolina would win because we're tied, but they beat us twice, so yeah. they get the tiebreaker. Right. So Carolina, yeah. Carolina, for the Bucks, they clinch the division by winning mm-hmm. against Carolina. Right. For Carolina, they basically clinch having control. Yeah. Because all they have to do is then beat New Orleans. It doesn't matter what we do against Atlanta. Right. And then if you back it up, right now, everyone's been writing about Carolina has – Control of their own destiny. Well, so, so do the, do the Buccaneers. Yep. So it all can it all can be decided on Sunday. But you say we don't have a shot at um, no. at wild card. No, really, we can't win a wild card at all. No. Wow. I thought someone. No. no. Can't. Hmm. Like if if all the other wild card teams lost and just no way. They, they think because of the combination of games that are left, that's ah, not possible. Okay. The Buccaneers. I if, see what you're saying. If the Buccaneers don't win the division, they will be at best. A, let's see, we're seven, an eight and nine, to an eight win team. Yeah, and there will be more, more than, than three eight win teams. Okay, <clears throat> so Sunday's everything, all yes. or nothing. The difference between the Bucks and the Panthers in this situation is that the Pan- the Bucks win the division, uh, but and so do the pa- the Panthers almost win the division, but the Bucks still have a shot if they lose. The Carolina will not have a shot; they'll be they'll be done. Right, <clears throat> and that's what and that's what we want. Of course. There is also <laughs> I'm a, just kind of throwing it out there. Now, if all four of these games go in a certain way, uh-huh. the Saints can still win. And that would be Okay, wait a minute. How does that work? That would be Carolina beating us. Okay. And then New Orleans New Orleans has to win their last two games against right. Philadelphia and then beating Carolina. Okay. And then we would also have to lose to Atlanta. Because uh, then what you would end up with is um let's see, we'd be seven and ten. The Saints would be eight and nine, and the Panthers would be seven and ten. Uh, so the, the Saints can't beat either of us in tiebreakers. No, because they split. They would in this scenario split with Carolina, 
and then Caroline would still win on best division record. And they can't beat us head-to-head. Right. So they have to actually finish ahead of us in the standings, which means we have to lose twice so they can do that. Right. But Carolina has to win in, us for, in order for us to lose twice, which means Carolina then has to lose to, <laughs> to uh, who they got? New, well, they play New Orleans. Right. So New Orleans, the Saints are going to be rooting for the Panthers this week. Ooh. Even though they're tied with them in the standings. Correct. So it's kind for of any hope for them to have yeah. a meaningful last game of the season. Yeah. Which playoffs start on Sunday. It's that simple for the Buccaneers. They kind right? of already, they yeah, just, I would say it, they, it, I would yeah. argue they already have. But Right. Um, oh, also, <clears throat> uh, we have some roster news. Oh, we do? Which is, in our real time right now, is going to be official in about 19 minutes. Okay. But um, by the time this will have happened, by the time anybody's listening. So... It's not great news. Josh Wells, as everybody expected, has yeah. been placed on injured reserve. That was a season-ending knee injury. That's some pretty poor luck for him. But he really did help us get through four games where we either had no Tristan Wirfs or no Donovan Smith. Yeah. That's, so. <laughs> that is, you know, he comes in and you're thinking, well, okay, we're going to be okay. And then it was such a weird Kind of fell on. That's how it happens all yeah. the time with the linemen. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. But then, you know, he was so angry, the frustration. That, yeah. And, yeah, that here, uh, here I am playing and now I'm not. Well, that's, and, ex- that's actually twice this season this has kind of happened to him because Donovan Smith got hurt in the yeah. opener and uh, he got to start game two in New Orleans, hurt his back, mm-hmm. went to IR, missed four games. Right. So he hasn't had very good luck. And I would not – Say that's an indication that he's injury prone. It's just been poor luck. Sure. He hasn't had injury issues the previous three years with us. No. And so hopefully uh, Donovan Smith comes back this week. And that's part of the same story. Coach Bowles said on Monday that he's hoping Donovan comes back. But, I mean, he missed the last game with a foot injury, so it's certainly not for sure. Tristan Worfs came back, thank goodness, but did aggravate his ankle injury. Yeah, I was just going to say. And so we'll be waiting later in the week to see how bad that is. Now, I know how badly – Tristan wanted to come back. I think he was pushing to come back a week before. So he's going to work really hard to work through this. Right. But sometimes you're just too injured to play. Well, yes. And so you keep talking about next man up, but then when the next man comes up, geez, I got to get a, a guide out and figure out who this is. Yeah. You know? I mean, seriously, it's it, it's it's crazy. I mean, unless you – okay, so let's just say, God forbid, that right. neither Donovan or Tristan are available. One of the stars would be Brandon Walton. That's mm-hmm. clear because he's right. the next man. And yep. He came in when Josh Wells went down. And who's the other one? I mean, unless you're going to take somebody that you can have long considered um, versatile, like Robert Hainsey uh-huh. or Luke Gedeke maybe because right. he played tackle in college. Sure. You could do that. Or we have several tackles on the practice squad. And the one who got called up this week was Justin School, S-K-U-L-E. So that makes it sound like he's the next guy on the yep. totem pole. Yes. So your starters would be – and Brandon he played, just He did go in. Did school go in? No. 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 Got the play by play right here. Oh. Because we were Did ta- not play. He did not. We talked about him during the pregame with um, Jason Light. And, really? Yeah. Because we knew he was getting elevated, so we wanted to talk well, about him. Well, then I didn't hear this for sure. What did, what did Jason well, say Well, he just him? he said that, you know, they like the guy. They You know, there's potential in there. And it's, you know, it's like anything else. It's next man up. And, you know, you – you, it's crazy because you think how much depth you have when you start. Yeah. And, and seriously. It just gets eaten away. Yeah. 
it, it and it has. I mean, it's that way across the league too, though. So I mean, it's not just yeah, the no, hundred percent, But if you have a strong O line and a strong defensive line, you you got a good chance to keep things going. And kind of that's where Carolina is right now. Both their lines are doing quite well. That's a problem. Yeah. Like the team we just played, Arizona, has, has endured a huge number of offensive Yeah, and I will say this. J.J. Watt had a game yes. that was just, you know, and so interesting enough, he has this great game uh, with the Buccaneers, and today he announces he's retiring. Yeah. So, you know, good for him. Um, so you got Justin School, who could play, and then uh, he actually has started like 12 to 15 games in his career for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> also... Uh, J.J. Russell, the inside linebacker, was promoted, filled that spot that we created by putting Wells on injured reserve. And the thing there is the Bucks want four active inside linebackers during a game, Levante and Devin as the starters, and then two backups, and they also play a ton on special teams. Right. So K.J. Britt, we have only been carrying three inside linebackers on the active roster for pretty much the entire second half of the season. But every week we would elevate one. It was J.J. Russell. It was well, um, I can't, Ulysses Gilbert. Mm-hmm. I think there might have been another guy. <clears throat> so, unfortunately, J.J. Russell is out of uh, uh, practice squad yep. elevation options. Olakunle Fadakasi signed with Denver after we waived him. Um, Ulysses Gilbert is out of elevation options. So we needed to bring J.J. up to the active roster. Then we used two open practice squad spots, the other one from promoting Devin Tompkins last week to re- bring back tackle Dylan Cook. So, again, they need somebody, even if it's just practice squad, they right. need a certain number to practice. Mm-hmm. And signed a player named – let me sure, let me make sure I get this right. And this is the news that will break when you're hearing this. this it already, it, it's breaking in 18 minutes or 17 minutes 14. now. 14. Um, Who's the, the player is outside linebacker Ifade Odinabo. From? From Northwestern University. Oh. So I saved the best a move wild for last. Cat, huh? yeah. We're bringing in another wildcat. That's my alma mater. I know. That's why I'm bringing it up. Yep. And he actually has played quite a bit. Um, he, he, In fact, he played 13 games for the Colts this year. And they waived him last week. In, and I'm reading articles about it from their local writers. And there's apparently, it was apparently a surprising move. Uh-huh. He had played in all 13 games and had three and a half sacks. Um, in 2020, he started 15 games for the Vikings. And had three and a half sacks. And in 2019, he had seven sacks for the Vikings. So wow. this isn't just some project. So this is how, a guy that's done it. <clears throat> so they just cut him? Yeah. They, I'm sure they cut him because they needed a roster spot, and he was the one. But wow. Bucks pounced on that. Oh, no, yeah. We're very, what are the odds of getting someone with skill this it, late in the season? Yeah, it, it doesn't happen very often. No. And I often get people asking me questions like, when something like this happens with the tackle depth, and they're like, well, yeah, go get gotta somebody. Go sign somebody. Yeah. They're not just sitting out there. Yeah, that, right. Yeah, at this time of year, if a guy hasn't been signed yet all year, there's a reason why yeah. he hasn't been signed. And, or if he just recently got cut, mm-hmm. that, you know, a good player, at least I don't know how good Ifade Odinabo is, but he has career numbers that suggest he can play and produce well, in this league. I was just, that was, that was, he's, he understands the game at this stage. And the Buccaneers are very thin at the outside linebacker spot yeah. because Jannard Avery is an IR. And Carl Nassib is dealing with a pec injury. Mm-hmm. And amazingly, over the last two weeks, the last two men standing, Anthony Nelson and Joe Tryon Shoinka, have played every single defensive snap. And played well. 
you never see that from OLBs. No. Your inside linebackers play every snap. Usually your some, your some of your corners, some of your safeties, but the outside linebackers is always a rotation. Mm-hmm. Even when JPP was here and didn't like to come off the field. Yeah, right. He still didn't play 100% of the snaps. Right. It never happened. Right. And, and it's happened two times in a row, and that's just, I've never seen it before. Outside linebacker or defensive end, depending yeah. on what you're calling them. So well, they've been well. They're young cats. So well, Anthony Nelson well. had a big play. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> Changed it. Game changer. Kept them from scoring right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and you know the blindside sack and the ball goes flying like twenty yards. I thought it was going to go all the way out of bounds. Uh-huh. And then Devin White picked it up, and I Good remember. Hustle. Well, I remember that he's had a long, at least one, maybe two, mm-hmm. long fumble return touchdowns. In his career. Thought it was going to be a scoop and score. I thought he might go the distance, but Trey McBride acted pretty quickly and got him down. But still. Yeah, I don't think we scored off of that turnover, but still no. it was a big play. Well, it, correct. And it, but it, was, it stopped them, which yeah. certainly helped. We had scored a field goal to start the game, and they drove pretty well. Which is, which is you just said it, and it's so frustrating, is yeah. that we march down the field, boom, 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 get into the red zone, and – have to kick a field goal. That that is just the. It kill. seems to be happening on repeat. It's what it is. It, it's, it, and you've got because um, that's a, that's a huge swing, especially when you're not scoring a lot of points. You know, you, there's that opportunity, and it wasn't like. Uh, I mean, I I th- I thought the way it began, I thought, okay, this is going to be good. We're you know, this is this is the team I expected to see, and then right back to it, you're kicking a field goal, but. That being said, you were able to kick the field goal, and it was good. And look at it th- that way. Uh, yeah, Ryan it, Suckup truly was the MVP of this game. That oh, really? Well, he scored f- twelve points. Yeah, but the guy scores like he the guy that scores twelve points out of a nineteen point game, he gets it. No player of the game. He scored thirteen points first of all. Okay, so even better. No. Yes. What four, was it? four field goals in an extra point. What was point. it? Nineteen to sixteen. Four field goals and an extra point adds up oh, to 13 Oh, okay. Points. There you go. My bad. But but what? No kicker could score one point, let alone 13, if, if somebody isn't putting them in position to do so. But if somebody can't get into the red zone, you're not getting any points unless he kicks it. Yeah, but we could have a different kicker, and he probably would have made those field goals as well. And then that person would have been player of the game. I just can't agree with you. Oh. The player of the game was Leonard Fournette. We're not even- I, would say, I would say Leonard Fournette. Made the play of the game, but and, wasn't the player. And it wasn't the player of the game. He had 162 yards from scrimmage. Nobody else was even close. Well, that's true. He kept the However. Drive. He made that, the play you're talking about, the, the takes scrub. a short pass and goes 44 yards. Yeah. That's, like you said, that was the biggest play of the game. Yeah. And just when the Bucks needed it. Caught nine passes for 90 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen to this. Tom Brady's average time to throw via NFL Next Gen stats. Sure. They call yes. it TTT, time T-T-T. to throw. And that means... What's the average number of seconds from the snap to when he th- releases the ball? One and a half seconds. No, that would be like a record. <laughs> well, uh, it's pretty damn close. What is it? 2.16. To give you some context of how fast, quick that is, they've been tracking this since 2016, and that's the lowest TTT Tom Brady has ever had in a game. And he's had a lot of low ones this year. Mm-hmm. Now, you can interpret that several ways. He's getting rid of the ball quickly because there's pressure on him, and he has to. Right. And or he's just processing real quick and and getting the ball, getting rid of the ball quickly because he's good at it. 
I would say it's a combination of both right. because you can't get rid of the ball unless you're processing very quickly, even if you have to dump it off quickly. At least you know where to go. So if you are, for whatever reason, are throwing the ball, getting the ball out of your hand faster than you ever have before, who are you probably throwing it to? Mm-hmm. The running back. Yeah. The, the outlet valve, right? Yeah. And those plays could be two yards here, three yards there. Right. And you're, you're getting off the field three and out every time. But – Leonard Fournette turned them into 90 yards and also had 72 rushing yards. Yeah, he was the he was an angry rusher and he won the award from this year. This week he did this week oh. from uh, Good Morning Football. So they both have one now, him and Rashad. Yes, the and the, the play that they kept highlighting was the mob. I kind of like it. I first I didn't, but I like it now. Where if a if a running back is stopped, but he can the pile as can long keep as his looking. legs are moving. Yeah, as long as the pile yeah. keeps, and it looked like there were. It was kind of funny the way uh, Good Morning Football did it. They were talking about uh, all the different people coming in from the sideline now <laughs> because there's like all these people. But when you look at the scrub, it's it pretty impressive. So I, I kind of like that. They they used to blow the whistle quick on those, but uh, this, stop a forward progress. Yeah, this year this year seems to be they're letting the plays go, and I I like that. But so he for pushed. All, so for all those reasons, Leonard Fournette. All right, all and, right, but I but still the kicker had a great game, and we don't win if he wasn't great. Mm-hmm. But the MVP was Leonard Fournette. Well, all right, all right. I'll, you know, we'll 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 beg to. Um, <laughs> but we'll agree to disagree. Yes, yes, we'll go with that. How is that? That's fine. Okay, very good. So the Bucks get another comeback win. <sighs> I mean, if they got I, anything this year, listen, I have to tell you, I used to like comeback wins, <laughs> but not anymore. I, I, you know what Come I want? On. I want a, I want a blowout. I, yeah. I, I want a bona fide. Holy smokes, can you – I won an L.A. Rams against the Denver Broncos game. How's that? 54 <laughs> points? Is that what they scored? So I think it, 51 to 14. Uh, whatever. Like you know, yep. if, you get, if you get past 50, it doesn't matter anymore. Well, it cost Nate Hackett his job. Uh, I think it was more than that, but I think that but was – But it was the, the final Yeah, spot. that was the – that was – yeah, maybe we need to make a change here. Well, you, you saw the – I guess maybe it was Penner or was it the owner? Who was on – there was a press conference. Yes. Tonight, and he said a lot of nice things about Nate. Yeah. And said he's a great coach and all that, but and, but at one point he goes, but that game that game yesterday was unacceptable. Yeah. So to me that was what like he probably wasn't going to. And we're not happy about this because we well we know we Nate, know he's Nate a good and he's a good guy. Yeah. But he probably was going to not be able to hold that job after the season. So I, it really, it's just a couple weeks. Yeah, early. I think what happened there is that kind of like the, you thought. Well, um, in fairness. Uh, he was hired underneath the old ownership. New ownership buys it. They have him. They're thinking about making changes. Things aren't going the way everyone hoped it did for the Broncos. And then you have, you know, you're pretty much thinking, okay, we're going to make a change. And then you have that game. You go, hey, out of, and I, I did like out of respect for everybody. Hey, we all know this is going to change. So let's just rip the Band-Aid off. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your time. Appreciate yep. it. And it's a, that's actually a respect factor because you're not letting that coach just – dangle out there for the next few weeks mm-hmm. so it also well, gives they them- also got rid of the special teams coach which was uh Sto- uh Dwayne Stukes? Stukes oh I didn't see that yeah part. they let him another go. guy we know and then they let go of um the old line coach and I think Ben Ben Steele Ben Steele was on that roster? yeah he is uh, yeah he he's going to be the interim uh O-line coach okay so people that we know all all <clears throat> well they did not get rid of um uh, Ejiro, Evero Ejiro? Yes. Um, who we know. Yes. And um, 
I was reading about it, and I hear him described as a rising star defensive yeah. coordinator yes. and a guy that would get head coach consideration this offseason. Well, wow. if, if you look at uh, the Broncos uh, d- defensively, they have played well. I mean, I realize when you get 51 points, you They didn't know, play well yesterday. But they didn't play. But, but they have been good. But their body of work has been good. Right. Yes, yes. Yes, in fact, I was looking something up for a graphic today, and I wanted to see how many times the Buccaneers have held – an opponent this this season to under twenty points. It was thinking about Warren Sapp saying give uh, me seventeen will mm-hmm. win. Um, the Buccaneers have done that eight times, which this is pretty season. good. This season or totally this season? Oh no, many more. Yeah, eight times this season the Bucks have held their opponent below twenty points. Boy, if that was last year, you would have been. Yeah, you won eight those eight of those games immediately because you were scoring thirty. But we have won seven of them. We're seven and one in those games. Interesting. And the reason I bring this up is because on the on the top five in the league, you have San Fran, unsurprisingly. Yeah. They've, won, they've done it 12 times and are 10 and yeah, 2. Yeah, they look good. And then next is Denver with 10. But they're 4 and 6 in those yeah. games. That yeah. tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Pittsburgh is 6 and 3, Baltimore is 7 and 1, and we're 7 and 1. So it all goes down to the one thing that everyone keeps talking about, and that is quarterback. Well, the offense has a total. Yeah. I mean – it's not working. No, but it starts with the quarterback. You have to admit that. I guess I don't know. There are there are, there are plenty of times I've heard that teams start in the trenches. Yeah, like you can't be. Right. We just talked about Tom's two point one six TTT. You can't you can't operate. Even a good quarterback can't operate if he's constantly well, pressured. Well, there's that, right? Then there's been injuries. Sure. There's been a retirement. Oh yeah. Free agency defection. Yep. Um, you mean you're talking about us? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not the same how, offense. How how the offensive line we thought was going to start out this year certainly did not turn out. And yeah. I'm talking about by the time the season ended to free agency. Yeah. Yeah. I I was not I was expecting Alex Capital to leave in free agency because you just can't pay everybody. Well, yeah, and it, and but I think the surprise was Alex Marpet Alex Ali Marpet Alexander Marpet. Yeah, that's true. Um retiring and you know the fact of Ryan Jensen not being able to play all year has made a major impact. I would say that hasn't helped. Yeah. Now, does he come back for the playoffs? There's, I don't you know, know. everybody what? keeps talking Tom, about him coming what? back. Uh, Tom Brady made that comment last night, hmm. which I thought was interesting. Well, he would know if there's a possibility. Well, I know he's out there practicing snaps. Okay. Ryan Jensen. <clears throat> I mean, during uh, warmups. So the, he's if been out there. if Ryan Jensen were to come back and was deemed like. Fully healthy and obviously is your best option in the center. Then what mm-hmm. do you do with Robert Hainsey? Didn't he play tackle in college? Yeah. Yeah. Would you start him over Nick Leverett? I don't know. I don't comparing know. the two, who's played right. better? All right. So you wanted, to, but you, at least it would give you some depth. Yeah, you were saying you wanted, you wanted a nice, easy blowout win, right? Yeah. I mean, we're getting, I want an enjoyable, like holy smokes, uh, fire up the barbecue. Yeah. Things are good. You we know? haven't had one of those this year. Not None one. at all. When's the last one? <sighs> I'm looking at it. So the la- the last blowout, uh, probably the Super Bowl. No, no, that's that's two seasons ago. We, oh. Last season, we the last regular ga- season game was 41-17 over Carolina. Oh, that's right. That's um, also, it the what stuck with me last year is the crazy game with the Jets winning in the last second. That's, yeah, uh, but not a blowout. Yeah, no. Um, in, in fact, the Philadelphia playoff game is 31-15, but I think you remember that we were we controlled that whole game. Yeah. Um, we also had wins of 32-6 over Carolina. Wow. Um, 
thirty to ten over the Giants, thirty eight to three over the Bears. That's probably the last true complete yeah. blowout. Oh, those were the good old days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> forty five to seventeen over Miami. Wow. Forty eight twenty five over Atlanta. Although that one's a little bit misleading because that's the game where Mike Edwards had two pick sixes in the last like three minutes. Remember that? Yeah. And Jeez. so it made the score look a lot more lopsided. Oh, I have to push. I have to push tweet on this in these roster moves. Uh, they, oh, there they go. You, that's how it works. A little behind the scenes. Scott gets a little <laughs> bidding, bidding, dink, and then he hits tweet. Well, it's, it's four o'clock, and so I got it. Yeah. So then I sit here and wait for Scott Smith to pop. Ja, Josh Wells is headed to injury reserve, says Scott Smith, with roster moves on Tuesday. JJ Russell to the active roster. Dylan, Dylan Cook. And whatever that other guy's name is that you talked about so well. Ifade Odenibo. 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 Oh, good. I want you There's to, a G in there, but you I want you to say it, it again because Gene Deckerhoff listens to the Salty Dogs. And... Ifade Odenibo. Ifade Odenibo. Nice. So you look at that right from the source. Because I'll look at it. Odenibo. Ifade Odenibo. Odenibo. Is that how they're? That's, how, that's what I'm seeing as the pronunciation. Okay. You got the accents on the second syllable, so Odenibo. Odenibo. And Ifadi. Ifadi part's pretty easy. Yeah. There's a G in there that you don't pronounce. Uh, Oh, I mean, he's American. He was born in America, Uh but his parents are from Nigeria. Oh, okay. So it's a Nigerian name. Nice. Could be the most common Nigerian name in in the whole country, and we wouldn't know. (laughs) Right? Just see a name. You pick Muhammad. Yes, it's the most recognizable. <laughs> hey, a movie guy. guy you got a movie I, reference I a movie in there. Reference in there. <laughs> Is that um, Superman? Superman. Yeah. <laughs> it was between that and McLovin. Yeah. <laughs> and well, you picked McLovin. Oh <laughs> uh, Lord. Uh, okay. Jeff, you don't often come with the movie references. I know. It's just kind That's, of. I, speaking I, of speaking of I movies, I did watch The Matrix. You did. I did. Thoughts? Um, I'm not a sci-fi person, but right. I thought it was good. Okay, I thought you. it was good. Uh, the line out of that movie I liked is when um, they were up on the roof and the Matrix was in. Uh, they're twirling around, missing. You know, the bullets are yeah. flying and the everything. Bullet time, they call bullet that. time. The line I liked was when. Um, the female, whatever her name was, shows up and, uh, and says, holds the gun up to his head and says, dodge this. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> That's to Mr. Smith. Yes. No, yes. Yeah, Mr. Smith. I, and I did catch the line on the train tracks. Yes. I smiled. I went, oh, that's what Scott was that talking is, about. That is the sound of inevitability. Yep. And I chuckled to myself on that. But I did, yes, I did watch that on the flight out. I found it to be, uh, like, again, I'm not a sci-fi guy, but it may make me want to watch number two. Yeah, Matrix, well, yeah. I don't know what to recommend there. They There's three of them, and then now yeah. there's four, fourth one they right. just made. Uh, it's diminishing returns from each one. Mm. This one was a tightly packed yes. action movie, and the the reason – there was a reason why um, that the the people could do those things, uh-huh. could fly or sure. fight right. or bend with yes. because they're actually in a simulation. Right. And that was that was the part. I hope that, that's not a spoiler to anybody. No, but it, but I thought was interesting is you could tell it was an older movie by by the way they had the setup of all the computers and everything. Yeah. You're kind of looking at it going, what, yeah. what year was this They made? have all the lines of green code and somebody's <laughs> yeah. just reading it. Yeah. Like you could actually read that code. I, the guy's got all these screens that you would just go, uh, I could do that on my iPhone. <laughs> 
you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, but that's a great movie. But it was. It was. I'm so, glad you at least somewhat liked it. Yeah. Well, not. I. I kind of. I have to give full disclosure. I did look to see if it was on the list of movies, and it was. But what I loved was you walking by, going, "Hey, the Matrix." Because <laughs> <laughs> so, we didn't know. Yeah. So, All right. There you go. Um. What else? Yeah, I don't know. I got. I got sidetracked. I'm sorry. That's me. So we are again. We were talking about. Slow starts. Yeah. And we got that down. And then having to come back at the end. And we have that down, which is, which honestly. It's nice to know it's there. Dude, I'll take it every game if I have to, but Mm -hmm. I just don't, I just, it's stressing me. Uh, Yeah, it's very stressful. Yeah. And it's, and it involves a lot of time when you're just sitting there kind of moping because it seems to be getting out of hand. You're like, really? We're going to lose to the four (laughs) four win Cardinals? What were you in our broadcast booth during breaks? Is everybody moping in there? Are you kidding me? What are we doing? It's funny. Uh, Tom Brady has one touchdown pass in the first quarter of this entire season. Wow. I mean, we've had some rushing touchdowns, but yeah. One. He's got 11 in the fourth quarter. I think that encapsulates what this season has been, right? One touchdown in the first quarter, 11 in the fourth quarter. Maybe this is hope of of now it's down to the last few games of the season, and it's that's when we come out uh, out of a, as Jason Light put it, uh, hopefully we come out of our long winner's nap during this game. He actually said that. Long winner's nap. <laughs> yes, I thought that Are was we going to be like a butterfly emerging from a chrysalis? Ooh. Chrysalis, is that what they're called? I thought it was a cocoon. That too. Oh, <laughs> that too. <laughs> Isn't there something called a chrysalis? I, Scott, you know, you come up with words, words of the salty dogs. I'm going to look it up. Uh, you do that because our public needs to know. Well, the problem is I don't know how to spell it. What did I just say? Chrysalis? Yeah, something like that. And I'm trying to figure out why would you even think of something like that? I mean. Chrysalis. Chrysalis butterfly is one of the things that's auto-filled here. Uh, Oh, here. Chrysalis, by the way, which is spelled, I guessed it right, C-H-R-Y-S-A-L-I-S. That's how it's spelled. And here the link says chrysalis versus cocoon. So let's see. Okay, what's the difference between the two other than the the words? The words cocoon and chrysalis are often used interchangeably when talking about monarchs and other butterflies. All right. However, they are two completely different things. Cocoons are specific to moths, while chrysalises... I'm surprised it's not chrysalis. Chrysalises are formed by butterflies. Moths spin silk around themselves and molt inside the silk casing. Boom! Chrysalis chrysalis was the correct word. So butterflies don't come from cocoons. Everybody thinks that's right, but there's a distinction. Those are moths. All you do is, oh, look, a cocoon. You're getting excited, and it's moths, not butterflies. Or or you're you're incorrectly identifying a chrysalis. Wow. So from now on, if you're going to talk about emerging are they different people. shapes and sizes or what well, i mean how would you know the difference other than what you comes wouldn't. out of it i think it's just the manner i think it's just what they're named okay. it's basically the same thing it looks the same the difference is the surprise like crack, not... it's kind of like cracker jacks you get the same stuff <laughs> okay. it's a different prize all right <laughs> okay you, okay <laughs> chrysalises are, are usually found hanging from a structure while cocoons are typically buried in the ground ah I did okay. not know that. See? This is an educational podcast. These are the things you don't expect to get out of the salty dogs. That's, that's I don't know. At this works. point, what can you expect? Because we can't keep a train of thought for uh, more than 30 seconds. I understand that. But that's what makes it so fun. Because <laughs> you got to listen to the whole thing. Because you're like, I want to hear about Buck stuff. But then you get all this sidetrack stuff. Yeah, but there's probably some times when listeners are like, we start on a topic and then get sidetracked. And then like, but you didn't finish that one. I want to know the rest of that. 
So we oh. need to make sure we circle back. Ah. So what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about Tom Brady. Oh, the four the yes. games at the end. Look at me knowing what we talked about. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, I think it's too late at this point. We have 16, 15 games of evidence yeah. to suggest that the Buccaneers are not suddenly going to start scoring 30 points a game again. Right, but it could happen because we're, we score in the fourth quarter. I will take 24. Yes, I will say what I want is I want Mike Evans to get 1,000 yards, and I think he only had like 24. He had 27 okay. or 29. I'm sorry. I missed five, Mike. So how many does he need for? 83. Uh, <clears throat> Well, he could do it Sunday. I know. He could do it Sunday. I could. I, it was frustrating to, frustrating me during that game because I'm like, we can't find a way to get the ball to Mike Evans even once oh. until like well, mid, we tried. mid fourth quarter. I know. One went outside, the other, the ball went inside. So that, that hurt. But, that, I mean, that was yeah. a bomb. Yeah. Well, that's what it takes to get big yardage. I actually thought the second interception, which was by the same guy, Marco Wilson. Uh, he played well. Was on another pass to Mike Evans on the sideline, and when it left Tom's hand, I'm like, "Oh, he's got that one. That one looks good." Mm-hmm. Mike's open on the sideline. Yep. He he throws that route well, but that guy just made a really good play. Yeah, and sometimes that's what happens. That's a shame because yeah. that would have been nice. I'm uh, yeah, I and I really want Mike to get it in game 16. I, I know because you don't want the stress of. Well, I I don't want the stress, but I know it's a new season of seventeen. But, yeah, I see. But I mean. want him to get it within sixteen, so no one can say, "Well, you know, he did get it, but you know, it was the seventeenth game, and had this been a." Did 16th. he get it within sixteen last year? Did we play seventeen games last year? Yeah. Did we? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Did he? I you you're the guy that knows this stuff. Well, I I can look it up. All right, I think he did. I think he did. Um, but nobody's talked. Nobody. Heard. Hardly even mentions that, though. No. Well, that's because... It's just the new uh, reality. Yeah. Guys break records. Yeah, it's 17 games. It used to be 14 yeah. games. Right? right. Well, that's true. That's um, true. But if he gets it this week, that means we've had a good... That means it's a good game. That's probably true. Yeah. You know, or, or at least it's, it would be an indicator of a good game. It would be a nice start. Yeah. All right. Maybe Mike in, Evans, like in the first quarter, get no, all Mike, 80. Mike got it in the, in the 17th game okay. last year. He came into the last game with 946. Ooh. And got 89 against Carolina ah, here. He, he also had two touchdowns. Love it. Um, he, But, again, Mike missed a game this year, too. So, if yeah, he gets oh, it, it's oh, still going to be in 16 oh, games. Oh, there you go. Played. That's right. I forgot. He missed a game last year, too. Right. So, in in each case, if he gets it, it's going to be within 16 games. Yeah, he games played 16 he games. Right. Got so, you don't have to worry about an asterisk. All right. I feel better now. I'm glad. That's the whole point is to make <sighs> you feel better. Well, this is, this is good. This is what the Salty Dogs do. Also, Brady. Uh-huh. Um, I heard this, I guess, during the broadcast. Now he's Brady to you, not Tom. Tom Brady. Uh huh. I don't. I don't know Tom well enough. I mean, to I, be on a first name basis. With I, him. I I'm like really really close to him. I watched the World Cup with him. The ending of the World Cup. You did. With Tom Brady. In yes. the cafeteria. Uh, no, it was actually in the um, equipment room in Buccaneers locker room. Oh, neat. Uh, when the World Cup was like last su- Sunday, not Christmas Sunday, the Sunday before. Yeah, that's right. It was on Sunday. Of course, there were about. 12 other people were in there, but Tom was there. And so I count that as watching the World Cup with Tom Brady. That's fair. He gave me a head nod. Oh. I know. Uh, Brady, after throwing only two picks in the first oh, 12 my. games? Yes, he's thrown what? He's uh, thrown seven in the last, because he had one, and then he threw another one in the 13th game, for the 11th game. And then in the last three games, he's thrown two each. Yeah. Which isn't crazy. And if you finish... The season with nine picks. Yeah, that's but, good. But for Tom Brady, that's crazy. 
He had more picks than that last year, but he also was producing 43 yeah. touchdown passes. Correct. It's 20. He only has 11 touchdown passes right now? No, no. He oh. has 11 in the fourth quarter. I think, oh, he, has, I think okay. he has 21. Okay. So he has half of what he had. Kind of. Yeah. Wow. As close as you can get. Um, but you don't expect it from Tom Brady. No. Three, it's, and the reason I say that is because this is the only the second time in his career that's happened. Yeah. Three straight games with multiple interceptions. Wow. And the last time, I believe, was way back in 2002. Well, maybe he gets it all out of his system for the for the next uh, few weeks, you know, that it's, <clears throat> yeah. it's done. Well, there's plenty of evidence this year that he can go for long stretches. He nearly broke the NFL record right. for consecutive passes without an interception until I jinxed it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> if did. you heard in a previous episode, yeah. it's my fault that he didn't You did bring record. that up. I know. Okay. So what else you get on that list of things? Um, here's something that I found weird. That game was tied at the end of each quarter in regulation. That's is that a record? I don't know. It was no, I'm sure it's not. But it was it was. Oh, I, I mean, it up, to be tied, tied each after each, at the quarter, end of each quarter, and then and then we won in overtime. Well, I understand that, but but usually, we, I mean, in the fourth quarter, everybody would be tied, but not you know. It was three three after the first quarter. Yeah, six six at halftime. Riveting. Still 6-6 six, six after the third quarter because nobody yeah. scored. Right. And then each team scored 10 points in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. to make it 16-16. It just doesn't feel like that because they got that lead. Yeah. And I thought some of that happened in the third quarter, but. No, they were up 16 points in the. It was it was 16-6. to six. Yeah. That's because most of the field goal drive that made it 9-6 happened in the third quarter, but mm-hmm. it actually scored on the, mm-hmm. like um, less than a minute. Oh, okay. The there quarter. you go. There you go. And then we had a four and out, and then they had a touchdown drive uh-huh. that ended in the um, – then they got the ball at our 33 because we gave up another long punt return, which is becoming a bit of an issue. Uh-huh. And so it was only a 33-yard drive, most of which came on James Conner's 22-yard run, which that was bad, and there were things there was the one other good run, but I thought the run defense was relatively good for most of the game for the second week in a row. Yeah. It had a couple of breakdowns, but overall wasn't that bad. Nice. Nice. I, uh, the, that, the pen- that's, a, that's a nice little. That's a nice little tidbit. The penalty situation wasn't bad, no. as it has been recently. Only committed five for thirty, and for the most part, they weren't erasing huge plays. Well, erased a touchdown. I said for the most part. That for the most part, we, we've been sitting here on these podcasts before talking about four or five different game changing plays that were called back because of injuries. Right. It, was, it happened once. It's not ideal. Yeah. <laughs> it's not ideal. No. Now, whenever you, when you're not scoring a whole lot of touchdowns, getting touchdowns called back is not good. Yeah, and so I think technically, let's see, what did they call it? It was second quarter, right? Yeah. The penalty was was an illegal shift because um, two guys were moving at once. Right. But that's because after I don't I think maybe Cade went in motion uh-huh. and then um, I think a little late like he seemed to be a little confused as to what was supposed to happen right and, and he turned to Tom and said something and Tom sent him over and when he stopped he had to they had to adjust because you know there's the rules on illegal formation about how many guys are on the line of scrimmage and if right. the tackles are covered up and that kind of thing and so you can only have two guys that are on the line of scrimmage so oftentimes when there's a shift when you get over there one guy has to move up or back or maybe two. Sure. And so he got over there, and they were in the process of making that shift to be so that it wasn't a legal formation. But if you remember that play, Tom Brady wasn't ready for the snap. The snap came early. Right. It hit him in the chest, and he bobbled and caught it and still made a nice throw to yeah. Julio. 
But the reason, so it's clear that the snap was early. Robert Hainsey snapped it before he was supposed to. The penalty goes on whoever did the illegal shift, which they said was. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of ticky-tacky. It was, but I mean, letter of the law. I know. But. But the illegal shift was really caused by a snap happening too soon. And then we had a holding penalty on so of all of all people, um, Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. But that was on a ten yard completion on third and fifteen, so I'm not sure how much that really mattered. I the, guess I guess when I know that did matter. It was it was, thir- it was a ten yard completion on third and nine, so it would have been first and goal at mm-hmm. the at the five. Right. So yeah, those two penalties combined sucked and kept us from getting a touchdown. But that was it. Otherwise, we didn't kill ourselves. Right. Actually, they did a few times. Yes, they did. So They did. Well, they're the most penalized team in the league. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. they, and they were doing a great job of uh, of living up to that. I love it when you have um, stats to add. It you just, like that, It's huh? just adds because. I, you sh- you, I know you're always, you always seem shocked when that happens, but that's okay. You were right about J.J. Watt, too. What? Um, he was blowing things up. Yeah, he. I mean, <clears throat> lights out. Yet again, the Bucks did not allow a sack. But if you watch the game, you know that there was still pressure, and he was beating. They were moving him around, and he was beating a variety of people. And he was, he was being put in the right spot when we we're going to do running play and blowing it up and getting the guy in the backfield. And he decided he was on the national stage for one last time, <laughs> and he brought it all out because now, as I said earlier, he is retiring after this season. So he certainly put on a performance uh, on <clears throat> Christmas Day. Yeah. Which, he's not. He's not shy of the spotlight. That's for sure. Yeah. So it was funny at lunch they were talking about that. <laughs> what else you got there? I'm just looking. I I'm know crossing you're... off the things we've already right. talked about. Okay. Um, well, you know, you were talking about Ryan. Let me just jump back a little bit. You were trying to say Ryan Suckup was the player of the game. Yeah. Which I don't agree with, but okay. we'll we'll admit great, it was a yeah, great game. Great game. And we we don't win if he's not perfect. Correct. Which he was. <clears throat> And two of the kicks were 40 and 42 yards, which mm-hmm. you're, you're supposed to make in the NFL. But he's 11 of 11 in that range this year. Yeah. So that's been nice because even though guys are routinely making 55-yarders now, Prater had 56 and a 53 in that game. How crazy is that? I heard some stat that he has 68 career field goals of more than 50 yards. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, what I thought was incredible about the field goals is he boinked it off the upright and it yeah. went in, and I thought, oh, it's going to be one of those games, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, usually it'll boink out, and it, it went in. Boink out. What did you think about having the roof open? I, I, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I looked at it, and then I never thought about it again the rest, yeah. the rest I, of the way. When, when I thought it was cool as they were opening it. I didn't see that. Well, yeah, they play this song. I don't know what it's called. Really? Some kind of music, and slowly... You see the. Is roof. it like the Price Is Right movie with the yodeling and the? No, Price but that right would song? be very good though. That yeah. we, we need to send that to them. Yeah, it was just like this, uh, and the music's playing and the fans are cheering. And I'm thinking, what is going on? And then I noticed that they were yeah. cheering the roof opening. Yeah, because they were excited that the roof was going to be open, so you could <laughs> see the stars on Christmas night. Doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> Don't they have a game to watch? You're supposed to be staring at stars. How else would the wise men get to where they were going? How would what lot would they're supposed to go to? So one of the many um, stat files that I update after every game, uh-huh. I got about fifty of them. Right. Is situational records. So like, what's the record at home? What's away? What's mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. there's a whole mm-hmm. bunch in there. And you know, win the coin toss, lose the coin. We're toss, not very good at. We're not good at coin tossing. Oh, do you want the number? I don't think we're very good at it. Do you want the number? Yeah, we were zero or two for this particular game. 
we lost both. Yeah, I know. The second one was the one that really mattered, although well, it was they funny. it. Well, it was funny. If I, if I remember correctly, they called heads, and then the next time they went with tails. And they got it wrong both times. Yeah, so they played <laughs> the odds and still didn't do well. <laughs> you know, those are, those are the little things that you have to pay attention to. I always to. say tails never fails. Really? I would call tails every single time. And the reasoning? I think, ask Rondé. I think he says the same thing. Yeah, but what is the reasoning? It's the, the, yeah, there is no reason. Yeah, I was going to say, the probability, there's only two choices, I know. so it's 50-50. You'd think so. Right. Yet, tails never fails. Ah, and so you're but, Although I did. Okay. Okay, coin toss. Yeah. Uh, the Buccaneers have won six times yep. this year and are three and three in those games. Okay. They've lost it nine times and are four and five in those games. Wow. So it really doesn't matter whether we win or lose the toss. It really doesn't. No, Okay. You just got to be better than the other team is what I'm coming to realize. Yeah. As in calling the toss or just No, just being play. better. Just okay. being better than them. You know, you, the best shot. you should become a head coach. Bucks, we just have to be better than the other team. Bucks are now 5-2 and two this year when they score first. Mm-hmm. They're 7-1, and one, as I said, when they hold opponents under 20. Yep. 4-1 and one in games where they get a lead of 10 points or more, so they normally don't blow that. Right. I think of what the one is when we blew. Oh, yeah. what did we blow? When did we blow a 10-point lead? Can you remember? Five and three with a positive time of possession. I don't think that's causal though. That's causing uh, six and two when we score when we get more yards than our opponent. I'm just cherry picking the good numbers. I'm trying to remember when when we blew the ten point lead. Seven and five when we allow zero to two sacks, which is a lot of games to do that. Who do you want to score a touchdown? You know, ah, who? the Cleveland was it the Cleveland Browns? That sounds right. I think that's right. Um, who, what player do we have that we've won every game in which he's, and, and he scored more than one touchdown. He scored touchdowns in more than one game and we've won them all. Who do you think that is? Leonard Fournette. No, we are two and three in games when he scores a touchdown. Oh. The answer is Kate Otten. <laughs> We're two and oh when Kate Otten scores a touchdown. Well, he had a chance and didn't make it. He tried to catch the ball, but he didn't get it. In this past game? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Um, Chris Godwin, another eight-catch game. He's had five or more yeah. in 12 straight games. Keyshawn Johnson owns the record. Some key. At 15. You know, a guy we didn't talk about that, that really showed up and played well was Russell Gage. In the in the end game? In the, yeah. Yeah, and it was good because Julio Jones was cleared to play, mm-hmm. but he only played 22 snaps, so I don't think he was fully 100%. Right. So Russell became, again, as he has at times in the season, been your basic third receiver. Mm-hmm. And he showed up there in the fourth quarter in overtime. <clears throat> yeah. Some, and t- he, took a, he took a shot to the back Ooh. that, like, oh, I'm not sure. Oh, speaking of taking shots and players going on the ground, kind of interesting how the Cardinals were all of a sudden getting injured during our drive. <laughs> and – they sit there or lay there, and then they'd get up, and they'd go to the sideline. A play would go, and back in they were. That happened twice. Interesting. I have to admit that some of this is I'm unfamiliar with because I always have to decide when to go down oh. to the locker room. Okay. Sometimes you get caught Oh yeah. because certain stadiums hold the locker, the, the elevator Elevators for, for coaches. coaches. And you never know how long. And owners sometimes, too. And you never yep. know how long it's going to take. Yeah. Um, so I made the decision this time to pack up my computer instead of leaving it and coming back up and, and leaving, and I was just going to finish working in the press conference room. Sure. Well, Because it was so spacious. <laughs> well, so I missed a good I, – I did that at the start of – after they punted. That's mm-hmm. when I decided to go down. Okay. And so I missed a good portion of our game-winning drive. 
Really? So I I've seen highlights, You're but right. um, I did I get down there and I find a TV in the locker room. I'm like, oh, how did we get down there? Yeah. How did this happen? Yeah. Uh, Russell Gage. Didn't Mike had a big play too? Did yes. He? Yeah. It all it all just kind of like it. I don't know for whatever reason when they go into the hurry up, everything seems to click. I don't know if it's because no one has to think; they just got to go, go, go. But I'd like to see more of that. And I know you can't do it the whole game because you can wear your guys out. But still, I mean, if you're if you're if that what seems to work best, you got to go to it. But and and they did during overtime. what everybody has to understand is that when you're down two scores late in the game. The, the opposing defense... It backs up a little they're bit. They're trying yeah. to get you okay. to run off Fair the enough. clock, and it usually <clears throat> works. Mm-hmm. But we have Tom Brady. Yeah. So it, it, you're not facing the exact same defense you faced the, sure. the first 58 minutes of the game. That That's not enough to explain it. Mm-hmm. I think it also could be that for unexplainable reasons that we can never know, Tom Brady locks in in those clutch situations. Seems to it's be. hard to argue against it because there's just mounting evidence again and again. Yeah, it is pretty phenomenal when you think about it that the play is not what you expect, and then when it's at the very end, it clicks. And and so, but but to me, that's just football smarts. That's the that's the mental aspect of the game mm-hmm. that uh, figures it out. Um, but it it certainly uh, would be nice not to have to live that. But as long as Tom keeps pulling them out, I'm all we'll in. We'll take that over, yeah. over not winning. Not complaining. So I was trying to talk about Chris Godwin. Yeah. Um, he's not going to break Keyshawn's record this season for consecutive games with five catches. But he has an outside shot at the team's single-season reception record, which he would have broke easily last year if he didn't get hurt with three games to go. Yeah. He had 98 with three games to go, and the record is 106 by Keyshawn right. in 2000. Okay. Or 2001. The year with the trunking. Sure. Um, so Godwin's at 89, which means he needs 18 more to tie, which is a lot to ask for. Yeah, yeah. But he has had plenty of games with eight or nine catches, so it's possible. Right. Just saying it's possible. Well, there's a lot of things that could happen in the next week. Either next week's salty dog is going to be very, very salty or very, very joyous. Do, do you know who I think has been playing very well the last two games and has really helped us? By stepping up. Who I think you think has really stepped up. Well, you're all on Lenny. Lenny's really stepped no. up. Somebody. Somebody that's replacing an injured starter the last two games. Go ahead. Sean Murphy Bunting. He's yes. played well. He's played quite well. Yes. Very much so. And if we can just get Dean to catch the ball, boy, you know, <laughs> I mean, he, he Dean, has to be. He, Dean wasn't even in the game. Davis? Davis, Davis, I mean, yeah. He, um, I know. He, we just can't catch. He, um, he had to be seeing that ball every time he closed his eyes <laughs> to go to sleep. He is so close. That's, there's a reason why some of these guys are quarterbacks. Well, yeah, that's what I mean, yeah, and that's why he's not a wide receiver. Yeah. Both of that. Sean Murphy Bunning had two pass breakups in the game, yep. both of which were intended for mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins. Bucks held DeAndre Hopkins to three catches. For, no, one catch for yeah. four yards. It wasn't all Sean. No. Carlton did a lot too. Yeah, but that's pretty incredible. Their one mm. big play that they had, they being the Cardinals, was. I will say this: Mike Edwards did everything he possibly could do to defend that ball, except. Oh, the the forty-seven yards. Yes. Their one big play. He, he he was on it all the way, and it was a phenomenal catch. 
That was about the only that was play it. down the field that they got. Oh, yeah, but I thought that was the dagger. McSorley, who, okay, we almost lost to McSorley. Yeah. Give him credit. It's his first. It's his debut, his first NFL start. Right. And they did a lot of razzle-dazzle, <sighs> hey, let's, you know. Yeah. There I was just, a lot of that. I mean, we lost last couple weeks ago to a guy making his first start in yeah. Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. From what we've seen, there might be something there. There might be something to Brock Purdy. He may not be. Yeah. He may never be one of the NFL's greats, but he might be good enough to stick in the league for a while or, or maybe even be a starter at some point. I don't feel that way after watching Trace McSorley. No. He made some really bad throws. Yeah. Which we have to acknowledge when we're talking about how well the Bucks defended him, especially downfield. He was 12 for 12 on passes thrown at or line the skirmish, at or behind the line of scrimmage. Uh-huh. Just this quick boom and let the guy right. run. So that means he was 12 for 33 on the rest of his passes. Right. That's all you need to know. And uh, 135 of his 217 passing yards were actually gained after the ball was caught. Yeah. So it was quick stuff, mostly to Greg Dorch. I love that name, Dorch. Mostly to Greg Dorch. Some runs for Greg Dorch. It was a Greg Dorch game. Right. But they're, they're big guys. Hollywood Brown had the one big catch, but otherwise... And DeAndre Hopkins, one for 14. Right. Wow. I know. And that's a player. Now that's a player. Now that's a player. The Buccaneers were also, the Buccaneers also held Arizona to five conversions and 19 third down tries. Mm -hmm. They got so many defensive stops. I mean, that's why the Buccaneers were able to come back and win because they were only down 16 to 6. The defense has been keeping you in the game, and they look over at the other side of the bench and say, anytime offense, anytime. Come on in and join the game. I, I think I think that's what you're seeing in Denver. Yeah. The the offense the defense has become frustrated with the offense and we what they kinda what was back in the day with the Buccaneers, the defense used to get very frustrated with the offense yeah. of, you know, just give us something, you know. But I, but you know, that's the competitive spirit. I don't think I've seen a ton of division in the Bucks in that regard this mm. year. I don't think no, no. I didn't mean to apply any anything like that. No, I'm just saying. I remember, you know, you brought up the Broncos, Broncos, the Broncos, Broncos the Broncos, and um, I'm just saying that. Yeah, sometimes they look at the other side of the ball and say, "Hey," but it also it's also the offense is scoring tons of points and the defense is giving up tons of points and they're going, We've "Hey, can you help me a little bit?" We've seen here? both, haven't yeah. We? So it's it's a team sport. So we're gonna go with that. Um. Right. I say Trace McSorley. I don't see it, man. I, I don't think that guy's going to make no. it. Well, I mean, he's been in the NFL for four years, so he's already made it, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, that could th- be a franchise in transition after this year. <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. On inside sources telling me it could be a transitional year. For Cliff them. Kingsbury's definitely on the chopping block. Yeah. Well, they're getting a new GM, looks like. Kyler Murray got um, hurt so late in the season that yeah. the beginning of his season will be in doubt. And then they gave him that big contract. J.J. Watt is retiring. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's not a that's not an ideal situation. Which which is which is kind of scary because it's unfair because a number of quarterbacks have gotten big contracts and then bad things have happened and so you kind of go, geez, the big contract. Well, you're always you're always rolling the dice anytime you give somebody a huge contract, yeah. especially with guaranteed money that makes it hard to get away from. Sure. Like I've seen people suggesting <clears throat> after Nate Hackett got fired today, people out there suggesting that. You know, the Walmart people have a ton of money so they can afford to cut Russell Wilson and, you know, they can get away with it even though he got that huge contract. The problem is not the money, it's the cap. Yeah, this isn't baseball. 
well, you know where you can pay people off. No, what I mean by that is, is that if you don't, if, if you can cut a guy, but there's no cap. All you do is pay the luxury yeah, tax. Yeah. So in football, as you as you were meaning, is uh, you know Walmart can have all the money in the world, but there's a cap limit, and I think he he's like an eighty million dollar hit if they cut him. For oh, that you're talking year. about Russell Wilson for the year for that first year. If they cut him this year without a post June one designation, his his uh, his dead cap money be what would be one hundred seven million dollars. <sighs> That's. What's what cap going to be this year? Two seventy eight. Yeah, I mean it's, a, it's a pretty, pretty sizable chunk. Well, they're getting. Well, speaking of a new cap next year, the cap goes up because of the new deal with YouTube. Yeah, and the NFL ticket. Yeah, it'll be great. Mm-hmm. It'll be great, but paying one hundred seven million. They're voting one hundred seven million of your cap space to a guy you don't have. Yeah, for someone that's not there is not ideal. And then you're kind of looking around to see, you know, what guy wants to come there as a free agent, right? When well, I don't know. I've, if you solve the Russell Wilson problem and they bring in a coach that people like, and there's a great defense, there's some pretty good offensive players there, that could suddenly look really good. You're thinking maybe it's Sean Payton? Yeah, that would be a possibility. Although I'm of the opinion that Sean Payton wouldn't go to the current Broncos situation because, as we were just explaining, it's almost impossible for them to get away from Russell Wilson for another year or two. Mm-hmm. And I think he wants to go to a place where he likes the quarterback situation. Right. And is Russell Wilson going to get better? Is it just, was it bad offense? I mean, Maybe, 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 maybe he thinks he can design it. Does and and I wouldn't bet against him. Oh no, that guy can design an offense. Yeah, yeah, no. That yeah. guy somehow got Jameis Winston like ten games into a season, and and he had like five picks. Yeah, yeah which was pretty remarkable. Well, that's because it was all short stuff. Well, but either way, he did what he, he was he making needed. it work. He, yeah, he, he made it work. You know, everyone keeps talking about he that he would go to Sandy uh, uh, L.A. Chargers, which I, I I don't know why everybody wants to get rid of the Chargers coach. Well, they've just. They haven't quite lived up to expectations. Now well, they're coming they, on strong. Now they got, they made the playoffs last. I night, know, so I, good for them. As you know, I root for the. Well, for you the just Chargers. love their uniform. I said to some of my friends when I was watching that game, texted them. Uh-huh. Uh, I think they had on white. Yeah. Shirts and I don't even remember what it was. I'm like, this is like the Texans' fourth best uniform. I mean Texans. <laughs> this is the what are Chargers? Fourth best uniform combination, and it's still the best one in the yeah. NFL. <laughs> like the four best uniforms in yeah. the NFL are all the Chargers. Yeah, they do. They do have great combinations, no question. Um, the most entertaining. But you know what? You talk about a great look. I really love our all pewter look. That was cool. I lo- I love it too. I loved that look. I was I was just like, gosh, it just looks so cool. If I were a fan, oh, I'd go all and in. And I that. wanted to buy a jersey. I've never really owned a jersey. Yeah. I mean, other than the ones I actually played in. Yeah. If I were, was a fan and wanted to buy a jersey, I would get a pewter one. Oh, no question. They're so cool. No question. The pewter pants, the pewter... Uh, it just, it's a look that no one else has. That's why I liked it so yeah, much. It's very cool. Yeah. Probably the most... Until the until the end of the game when things got good, uh-huh. probably the most entertaining thing of watching that game in the press box was there was some dude, I couldn't even figure out who it was, who was blowing his nose... And it sounded like a trumpet that you could hear in the entire press box. And he did it a million times. I mean, I, I, I'm not – everybody around from the media in front of me, the media behind me, the people around us were laughing our asses off. It's like, how is it this loud? Is that guy, like, blowing his nose into a microphone? Well, first of all, if that's the case, I'm getting out of the press box because <laughs> he's contagious. I'm just saying there. Um, no, you know, I like, – I'm sorry I missed that. Yeah, that was the that was the entertaining part. We were we were having a good time with that one. Now, were you placing uh, thinking? Well, uh, 
how like was it like every two minutes? Was no, it? it came and it came and went. But when he uh-huh. would do it, he would do it like five times. Like, did in he a row. do a tune or? Was no, it? Well, I mean, maybe it could have been fashioned into a tune, but mm-hmm. it was just the fact that we couldn't even see who it was. It sounded like it was coming from way over in another corner. Wow! But it was like everybody could hear it. That's a big press box too. Yeah, it was. It was. It was nice and low. I was thinking. Well, I was thinking. Um, when we were rolling into the stadium, I was like, I wonder where we're going to stay during the Super Bowl. I, I wonder if it was going to be this far out. Because <laughs> that's Dude, where the Super Bowl is. Oh, I know. If we, you make it to the Super Bowl and you don't stay in the Biltmore, yeah. that that would be disappointing. Oh, you, yeah, That's it, the nicest. It was, it's a resort, not yeah. really just a hotel. Well, That you, place is gorgeous. You know how superstitious teams are, so... You won when you were there. If that's the case, they should stay someplace in the nearby Superstition Mountains. Oh, oh I see what you did there. Thank you. Mm. This one is by Camelback. Ah, uh, so you stay near Camelback when you want to get over the hump. There you <laughs> go. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Maybe they, that's we were by Camelback Mountain, <laughs> we were. and we got over the hump, and we're going to win the rest of our games. If so, I'm I'm referencing you, Jeff. At the oh end. Lord, there's always a turning point. But anyway, if you, I got to imagine that place is not cheap. No. So if you have the means and you're going to be staying in Arizona, yeah. go to the Biltmore. That place is beautiful. And, of course, this time of year. Oh, it was j- total loveliness. There were total. so many. Di- I took a ton of pictures on my cell phone yeah. to show my wife, cause, and I don't normally do that at yeah. a hotel. Right. No. I went and played golf. It was great. Right there at the resort. Two golf courses. Yeah. Went- had a great time. Okay, that's enough about golf. I know, but I did invite I you. I didn't say anything just, about fancy. Just, you do. Just that's true. so that's everybody true. knows, I did. Jeff it, invited me to play fo- golf. I said, would you? I said, I know you probably won't, but I am going well, to Well, that least. was very nice of you to do. I would, I would, I, I politely said no because nope. golf is terrible. Yeah. Um, probably not my most popular take, um, but I just don't like golf at all. But it was fun, though. I'm glad. I'm glad you yeah. had fun. And yeah. I imagine it was beautiful and it, it was such a nice day. I don't. Uh, you know, you're funny. You say you take pictures. I did take pictures of the golf course I, because because you'd be coming up on a hole in the mountains or in the back, blue sky. Yeah. You know, Arizona maybe has 90 nice days out of the year. That was one of them, just because it's it's hot in the summer. Once it gets, yeah, but that right now it's uh, it's like in the 40s at night, mid 60s during the day, kind of like here. I would except um, it was really cold here over the weekend. Yeah, that's what here I was gonna in say. Tampa. Given the weather that came through the entire country. You probably could hardly have found a better place to yeah. have been sent <laughs> it was about this the only, weekend. Yeah, it was yeah. the only place. Maybe, uh, maybe, I don't know, how was L.A.? Yeah, was I think L.A. was okay, but... but I mean, Tampa we were, was cold. My wife was sending me pictures of icicles on trees. Crazy. Yeah, it was crazy how cold it was. I was I was thinking... It was still 40-something when I got up this morning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm still still in my shorts, so I'm, I'm going to stay with it for as long as I can. I have a sweatshirt on and shorts. That's the kind of day. That's, that's very Florida. <laughs> I know. Um. So anyway, okay. golf. I was going to say the you, famous thing saying about golf is that it's a long walk spoiled. Yeah. Oh, that. Who's that? Mark Twain. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. I don't know. It sounds Twainy. Is either Mark Twain or Samuel Clemens? No. Um, Do you know who Samuel? Will Clemens? Will Wa- Will Rogers? It's either Mark you, Twain or Will Rogers. Do you know who Samuel Clemens is? Mm-mm. He's Mark Twain. Oh, that's, that's Mark Twain's his, real name. Oh, I see. Um, that was a trick question. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's either Will Rogers. Look it up. Okay. It's either Will Rogers or Mark Twain said. Golf is a long yep. walk spoiled. See, now there are people yelling right now, telling us the answer as we, we That's converse. part of this. That yeah. is part of, that's part of these, it's Mark, it's it? part of the podcast experience. Yeah. 
Is it? It's, is it? it's Mark Twain. Okay. And he actually apparently said golf is a good walk spoil. Oh. Well. Oh, wait. No, no. No, no. Okay. That was what everybody thinks. Uh-huh. This oh. person says he was probably not responsible for this barb. Ooh. The earliest attribution to Twain located by QI appeared in the Saturday Evening Post of August 1948. But Twain died in 1910. So this is a suspiciously late citation with minimal credibility. Okay. The earliest appearance of the quip located... Uh, occurred in a newspaper in Inniscore, the Ireland, in April 1901. Oh. The author of the article is only identified as a Northern Gale. Oh. So it's not, nobody knows. Nobody knows, okay. But Mark Twain gets the credit. All right, fair enough. You know? At least as long as, at least if that yeah. website that I just Googled and clicked on and choose, chose to believe is correct. Yeah, well, there's that too, right? It's not always true what's on the internet, but. <laughs> it's often not true. <laughs> often not true. Okay. All right, what else you got? <sighs> All right. Uh, well, as long as we're on um, random stuff like uh, the the nose honking, mm-hmm. people need to. St- <laughs> people. <laughs> you know what's funny? How did we go from nose honking to where we're staying at the Super Bowl if we get there and golf and Mark I don't Twain? Know. Pretty connect. We're those, nimble. We're nimble, Jeff. Connect those dots. We're nothing if not nimble. All right. What else you got? Um, I think I complained about a word last week. Do you remember what it was? Funnily, right? Yeah. And okay. and to say uh, I I laughed because before Gene Deckerhoff talked to you, Scott, he brought it up to me in the broadcast booth. <laughs> and I started laughing. And, and I go, you listen. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. And then when he brought it up to you on the bus, it made me laugh even more. <laughs> he never heard that word. He even asked Dave Moore, have you ever heard this word? Oh, okay. So well, I'm glad. I don't you, want it to be out there. You educated us. I think this might need to be a new bit. All right. Um, each each week I complain about a word I don't like. Yeah. My my the word my um, terrible word of the week. I'll have to come up with a better title than that right. for this week is reaggravated. Uh you either aggravated. You just aggravated. Yeah. You don't need the re. Well, if you're aggravated and you get better, then you reaggravated it. No, you just aggravated it again. But it's the same thing. I'll so give you, you re-injured. You can say re-injured if you like. Okay. Go ahead and say re-injured because that makes sense. He was injured, got better, re-injured it. Yeah. But you just aggravate it. Just just use the sentence without the re. It works fine. But is re-aggravated in the dictionary? Probably. I think okay. that's a re-word. Well, then, then you can use it. You can, but you don't need to. And this, this segment is about words I think are dumb. Okay. But... Why is you don't, it it's if, like, you, if you injured your? Why is it that if you got the injury and then you're injured, why is it a re-injury? Because you're, not re- you're injured, you're healed, and you re-injured it. Okay, but if you're aggravated and then you're aggravated again, you're re-aggravated. No. Oh. Well, I mean, yes, that's <laughs> okay. fine. So. No. Well, this is this is my point. You told All me right. to look it up. All right. Okay. On dictionary.com, when you look up re-aggravate, it redirects you to the word aggravate. Because you don't need the re. It's it's the same thing. It's like the people who say irregardless. Yeah, just you don't regardless. need the ear. It's just regardless. Okay. You don't need the re on the beginning of aggravate. He had an ankle injury. He he, he coming into the game. He'd he'd been dealing with an ankle injury, and then he aggravated it. Right. Case closed. All right. You, you're not. You decided to give up the fight. I you you made a great case. Oh, okay. I will make sure that we. Don't say re. Don't say, just say aggravated. We could say re re-injured it, but you can say you re-injured. Aggravated. I give you permission to say re-injured. All right, all right. I don't got a whole lot left, but we probably need to get I, to questions here. Soon, note right? taken. I would just say here's a couple quick hits. Okay. Um, Carolina ran for 320 yards in that game. Yeah, 7.4 percent. 
uh, average per carry. Per carry. That they worries had, me, man. They had two running backs over a hundred yards. Yeah, Hubbard and uh, and you don't and they had forty three carries. They had forty three carries for three hundred and twenty yards. Seven point. That scares me, Jeff. That that is that is a good. Well, concern. I'll tell you this. The reason why I know this is because I was looking at Carolina, and when I saw those numbers, it really troubled me, and it locked in my brain. So the running game. Stopping the running game is everything. Now, they also are going to add misdirection. They're trying to window dress their running game, but they are a smash mouth football team, period. I, and in the first game when they beat us, they ran for 173 yards. Mm-hmm. And that was critical. So they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games this year with 145 or more rushing yards. Yep. But they also have a number of duds. So their last. Six games going backwards in reverse order. 320 yep. against Detroit. Detroit. Who does have a bad defense. 21 rushing yards against Pittsburgh. Yep. In a loss. No, yes. 223 rushing yards against Seattle in a win. 185 against a good Denver defense in a win. Mm-hmm. 36 against Baltimore in a loss. 232 against Atlanta in a win. Right. So basically... They run wild and they beat you, or they don't, yeah. and they don't. It, yeah, if if they can't run, I don't. It's ex- over with. I don't really think we expect to have Vita Vea back for this game. So, I, if it's gap integrity, it's got to be. You, it, you, they have got to mine the gap, and I'm not talking about the London Underground. Uh, <laughs> you got to mine the gap, no question. Um, yeah. It, but at least you know who they are. So it's not like this is going to come as a surprise, like, oh, we didn't see that. Now they are trying no, to. No, right. But yeah, they're trying to dress it up a little bit. I did read about a little bit how they, they realize that everyone's expecting them to do this. So they're going to do some, try to do some play action. Uh, you know what? I'd love it if they um, said, oh, they're going to think we're going to run, so we're not. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. I would love that. Sure. The so, Cowboys, I heard, have 110 points off turnovers this year. Mm that would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be great just having a turnover. I mean. We did have one. We did have one. Well, no, we had three. Wills. Yeah. Devin White. Oh, that's right. The The Will Golston fumble recovery was one of the hugest plays of the game. Oh, yeah. It was just a mistake on their part. Right. At the most opportunity. They were near time. midfield. <laughs> and you're, oh, and you're they hoping, were driving. They're hoping, yeah, you're hoping for two things at this point. You're hoping – we got to hold them to a field goal so we can still win with a touchdown. Yep. And you're thinking, we got to have some time left. Mm-hmm. They're going to run off all the time. Mm-hmm. And then at the point of the fumble, there was four, there was just under five minutes left in the game. Yeah. I was just crossing my fingers we were going to hold them to a field goal and have like three minutes to go. Right. And then they just cough up the ball. It's Crazy. Just a bad pitch. Uh-huh. And that's that. That's it. And then we use that to score a touchdown and no, a field goal. And the rest is history, yeah, which gave you a chance to score. You had to score one or the other. We so. only have 43 points off of turnovers all year. <clears throat> Dallas has 110. How much difference would it make to have 50 more points of turnovers? We'd probably be two or two three more wins. Yeah, easy. Yeah, especially with all Pittsburgh. the close. Probably with all the close games, uh, you'd beat uh, you'd probably Green, beat Bay. Pittsburgh. You'd Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay. And you would have beat um, uh, Cleveland right there, all those tight games. We had. But you didn't. But you didn't. So we stand there. Cleveland, we had one, but it was the hail. It was the hail yeah, mary. Yeah, that was at the end. Didn't of the matter. Game. It doesn't matter. Um, Pittsburgh, we had none. Uh, at the at terrible loss to Atlanta, we had none. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Bay game, we had. We did have. We did have two. Right. But we only scored three points off of it. Mm-hmm. So that's been a missing ingredient for us that usually has been there for us and is not, and it's just inexplicable why. Right. 
Um, uh, one more thing. All right. I don't think Gardner Minshew is that bad. No, I thought he played really well. He he put them on the ropes, no question. I would take him as my team's backup any day of the week. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's a top-flight starter, right? but he, he just was in control and made some nice throws. Well, he played pretty well when he was with Jacksonville for a little bit. For a little bit. Yeah. I think we... Before they have all their before they had their issues. Speaking of a of a team on the rise, since we're in Florida, Jacksonville really is coming together. They're going to win that division, yeah, because of that. Because Tennessee's just collapsing. Oh, that's a and struggle. And their quarterback is hurt, mm-hmm. and the rookie doesn't seem like he's ready yet. No. All right, I, you know what? I've got a few other things, but they're not that important. Well, you want to just go on to the well, questions? Are, just tell us what the unimportant things are, and I'll, <sighs> either I comment on them or I don't. Okay, so this is like a speed round. Yeah. There have been seventy six wins. This I got this because the Bucks. I got another comeback win. There have been 76 comeback wins in this in the NFL, most ever through 16 weeks. Wow. I think that means fourth quarter comebacks. Yes. Minnesota has eight of them, Yeah, which ties the record for the most in the season for fourth quarter comebacks with, you will never believe this, the 2016 Lions. Really? Who did make the playoffs, yeah. but only went nine and seven. Yeah. So they went nine and seven and eight of their wins were fourth quarter comebacks. Wow. Um. Minnesota's, yeah, they also, Minnesota also has a record 11 one-score victories. Yeah. The most in a season in league history. Um, I have a note here that says two carts within about 10 plays. I feel like this season is increasingly becoming about injuries. Yes. Because we had two two, p- two players carted yeah, off. Sad. In rapid succession, one for each right. team. And that's a, that's a natural turf field, too. That was crazy. Oh, and one more. All right. Uh, it was the perfect weekend for the Packers. Every single thing they needed to happen happened, happened, including their own game. Yeah. Which and they now won. they and now they control their own destiny with a I little help. They, that, well, that's not they, controlling. Your own well, destiny. what they need is they need the Commanders to lose, uh, and they need to win their next two. And I thought it was funny that their head coach said that they need uh, the Packer fans to be loud uh, for their next two home games. And I thought to myself, hmm. Kind of hard. I mean, when aren't the Packer fans loud? <laughs> yeah. Also. For, a, for a bit playing in cold weather, they're loud, and it's not because they're clapping because they have mittens on, so it's a little <laughs> more of a thud. It, it, so Washington has to lose one of their last two? I believe so. Because they, they're at home for both, but it's Cleveland, which is they yep. can be good, sure. and Dallas, who is good. Yeah. And Washington is maybe going back to Carson Wentz. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I, Washington seems to be falling apart. Yeah. They, they, yeah. It will be weird if the Packers make the playoffs, though. That would be, like, unreal. 538 gives them a 27% chance, which isn't terrible. No. All right. Um, All right. That's it. You want to go on yeah. to questions now? See, I like that. Those are good little blurps. Okay. All right. That was my speed run. Well, I didn't want you to do your homework like you do and then just let it go to waste. <laughs> that's that's not how I roll. All right. All right. Let me start from whatever is the newest one. All right, let's start off. Okay, we, we did that one, so this All must right. be the newest one. It's from our friend in Brazil, Alexander. Okay, Alexander, good to see you. Hope this finds you both well. We are one win away from the playoffs. Yes. We keep expecting a complete game, but it seems this team likes to win it the hard way. Mm-hmm. I hope my heart can make it to the end of the season. <laughs> Boy, ain't that the truth. Dogs, what is wrong with the Brady-Mike connection? There were money in the red zone. Uh, and then in parentheses, red zone, point zone, the almost their zone, whatever. And now they don't even try it. About the NFL, I really like that Panthers and Saints won their games. Uh, okay, I don't. No. So we had to deal with a little pressure, and they hurt their draft positions. Well, whatever. Yeah. But I did not expect Carolina to beat Detroit. I did not either. Mm-hmm. Or Green Bay to beat Miami. That one I thought was possible. Really good season for the league. That's true. I All think right. it's. I, I can't tell you who's going to win no. the NFC. 
No. Uh, since you did, thanks for reading. Alexander Nascimento from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Yeah. And um, I don't think there's a question in here. Oh, what what happened to Brady? My connection? Boy, if we knew that, we'd we'd just walk downstairs and straighten it out. I think I just think some of it has to do with plays to Mike are generally take a little longer to develop, and we're we throwing the ball very quickly. I agree 100%. Um, but there's going to be a little bit more in this next question, so I, I will save my stats for after I read this one. All right. From Sam in Nashville. I hope you both had a very had a Merry Christmas. We did. I'm sure the, the game helped to be one. It mm, did. That was everything. I have a couple of questions. I would say that was the tinsel on the tree. I have a couple of questions. Unfortunately, I now realize that I researched the answer to one of these two questions, but not the other one. So, I mean, 50% ain't bad. We can try to answer it next week. First, would you consider Chris Godwin to be our wide receiver one now over Evans? Godwin has 12 straight games with five or more catches, and it seems like Evans and Brady are still having some timing and communication issues for some reason. I'm just looking at other teams, and it seems like no matter who the cover guy is, their number one can typically get the ball. The Vikings with Jefferson, the Raiders with Adams, the Bengals with Chase, etc. Which makes me wonder if Godwin is starting to be the main guy. I know they're both selfless guys and don't care who has what designation as long as the team wins, but I was curious for your thoughts. Hopefully Evans can get his 83 yards in these, these next two weeks. Okay. I don't think it's accurate to call either of them the number one. And let me explain what I mean. I did a little looking up. All right. You could help me fill in the gaps here. Um, the qu- the difference is the way that these two guys are used. Right. I still think that Evans is probably our most talented receiver, the one that would scare opposing teams the yeah. most. You got to keep track of him, and he also is double teamed a lot. The difference here is that we try to get the ball to Mike downfield more because mm-hmm. he has proven throughout his career that he's fantastic at right. it and sideline catches and contested catches and, the, yeah, and he, jump balls. Yeah, and, and also, you know, gets the penalties. Yeah. Um, Evans, on passes to Evans, the average – I think we're about to get our – Yeah, Michaela I just, I just saw – yeah, she goes to my office first. Well, because your door's open. Yeah. And she, then she's going to slide it under yeah. the door and then and wave. And then wave. Yeah, this is, this is norm. I, I – we have to wait because we want I'm like a kid on Christmas right now. You know, waiting to see. Well, What's maybe, taking so long? I don't know. There we go. There we go. Took forever. Yeah, I know. She Take got, your time. Well, when when you go into my Oh, office, she's teasing us. Yeah. When you go into my <laughs> office, when you go to my office, who knows what happens. Okay. Um, when we throw to Evans, the air yards per throw are 12.9, which is a high number. Uh-huh. For Godwin, for instance, the league average is 9.2. Right. On throws to Chris Godwin... The average yard air yards per throw is five point eight. The types of completions that we're throwing to passes that we're throwing to Godwin are higher completion possibilities. When we throw that little tunnel screen to him, right? That's like no yards, right? And then it's mostly yak, and it works and it's great, but it's a different type of play, right? We're throwing posts and deep outs right. to Mike Evans, right? Okay. Um, of passes thrown short, and I don't remember what the definition was for next-gen stats, but short passes, Godwin's are 51.6 of his passes, Evans 41.7. Balls thrown mid-range, only 19.8% of the ones to Godwin, 36.5. What happened to my TV? 36.5 to Evans, and balls thrown deep, only 4.8% of the balls to Chris Godwin are thrown deep, compared to 183 
for Mike. And while Godwin gets 4.9 of yards of yak after the catch on average, Evans is only 3.0. So they're just used differently. Yeah, and, I, and you also, you know, you have to go through the past number of years with Mike Evans. He was the guy. Yeah. You know, I think he still is the guy. But They have know, a different skill set. They're both right. phenomenal. They have a different skill set. And because we are throwing the ball so fast this year, it's going to go to Chris more often. Yeah. So hopefully the line holds a little bit more and Tom can wait for a play to develop down there. All right. But I think that's. I think that's is. the whole thing. I so too. I hesitate to call either one of them the number one. Yeah, they're not. I I think when everybody goes, oh, they lost their chemistry. How can they not know each other? I, a lot of it is just the makeshift offensive line we're Tom's dealing getting, with. And Tom's getting rid of the ball quickly. Yeah. And even on that deep ball attempt, to Evans the guy intercepted. I think he was through that before he wanted to. He did. Yeah. I think he said that, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. Second, I saw an interesting fact someone pointed out to Greg Almond on Twitter. He didn't know the answer, so I thought I'd ask the great Scott and Jeff. To see if you knew. Now, see, I dropped the ball here because I didn't try to look it up. Ooh. But I can look well, this wait, up. Well, just wait. What's the question? Maybe we can answer it without There's me. no way you're going to be able to know. Oh, okay. Since Darnold and Ritter will will most likely be starting against us the next two weeks, that will mean in six division games we'll have played, six, uh, played against six different starting quarterbacks. Has that ever happened before? Not that I can remember. Thanks for the great podcast, as always, Sam in Nashville, Tennessee. That is a really great question. And and actually, yeah. Greg was talking about that on the patio during practice once last uh-huh. week. And I'm surprised he didn't look it up. I mean, that doesn't sound like Greg. No. I, mean, I thought he definitely looked he got, it up. He probably got sidetracked because of the holidays. Maybe he did look it up. Yeah. I'm going to have to check with him tomorrow. But maybe that could be the easiest way for me to get the answer to this question is just ask Greg tomorrow. All right. So <laughs> this is what we call a teaser in the business, a cliffhanger. Yeah. Tune into the Salty Dogs next week. Yeah. You need to write I'll it write it up on the board when we're done yeah. here to make sure that I don't forget, right. and, and we'll get that answer. Uh, you'll just have to wait another week. Yep. Oh, well. All right. Good question, though. Excellent. Okay, I don't think I've encountered this person before, and I'm not sure I'll get their last name right. Um, Roger DeRochers, maybe? All right. Spells like Des Rochers, but I think it, I would guess it's like DeRochers or DeRoche or something. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know the real problem with the Bucks this year is the O-line, yet I see just about every other position being tweaked with fresh blood except where it's really needed. Is there a reason for not bringing in a possible first stringer in the past games instead of just relying on Tom's quick, quick release or even using the fullback position more with one of the tight ends? Not being able to get one yard is telling. Okay, well, for the first half of that, as we were talking earlier, mm-hmm. there's not a guy out there. There's no. not a first-string caliber yeah. offensive line. And if and if yeah, if, if you're, you're on out, a team, yeah, if you're out there this late in the season, there's a reason why. And you're, when we've you know. when we've tweaked other positions, it's mainly been because we had to due to injury, and it's mainly been internal. Right. I mean, we replaced Jalen Darden with Devin Tompkins. Correct. Which is going reasonably well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? We we replaced Jamel Dean with Sean Murphy Bunting. Right. Uh, Vita Vea. Raheem Nunez Rocha is playing a lot well, more. Right. He's playing a lot more. Yeah. You generally just can't snap your fingers and find a great. So the replacements have been internal. Yeah. This isn't fantasy football where you can just pick and choose. And the the way to try to make that work is you have to start early and throw out the offseason and try to get as much quality depth as you can. Mm-hmm. Develop it in training camp like, say, a Nick Leverett. Right. Right. He's done pretty well. Taken he over has. for Luke Gedeke. He has. Um, and, and as an example, when we signed, we'd already signed Russell Gage, and then we signed Julio Jones. Yeah. And uh, Jason Light was saying at the time that it's kind of a preemptive move because so many receivers got hurt at the end of last and year. certainly proving and the case. Yeah, yeah, so now when guys have gotten hurt, you know, Julio Jones is out, Russell Gage is your solution. Mm-hmm. Um, 
or maybe Scotty Miller plays more. I mean, I know that there was a history from 2020 and 2021 where we'd go, ah, Antonio Brown. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. But that's the exception. Right. Not the rule. Well, you can't get somebody unless they're out there. Yeah. So. And we're past the trade deadline, so you can't trade for right. anybody. And so the Bucks, of course, they try to build depth at every position. Oh, yeah. But when you get uh, your, your Pro Bowl center hurt in training camp, that messes with your depth. And now it's next man up kind of thing, but. Now you're relying on Robert Hainsey, and then he, you don't have the depth because Robert Hainsey was your depth. Right. It's unfortunately a huge part of the NFL. And if you look at it, I bet you look at every single Super Bowl winning team, and if you can find the stats on where they ranked in terms of games lost due to injury, they're usually near the bottom. Yeah. As was the case as with the 2020 was, Buccaneers. I was just going to say, yep. Well, to get to the Super Bowl, you need a little luck. And the luck is keeping your people healthy. Yeah, and so. that's what the Bucks had in 2020. Right. Did not have last year and have not had this year. Right. All right, last one from Philip Squadron out in California. Hey, Phil. I actually saw on Twitter that somebody gave him a Mike Evans jersey for Christmas. Really? That's what nice. it looked. I mean, he was holding it up, so I assume. Yeah, okay, nice. <clears throat> hey, S-Dogs, all year long I've been asking myself the same question. Why does the offense play so much better in the final five minutes when the game is on the line? We've kind of already covered yeah, this. Yeah, we covered that. Are they bored in the first three quarters? Well. Does it just take that long to figure out the other defense? Yeah. I have a short answer. Tom Brady. I think the other team simply gets scared because Tom is Tom. By the same token, the Bucks confident. The Bucks get confident because Tom is Tom. That's it. That's why he's the GOAT. If we win the division next week or in the final week, there's no reason to think we can't win in the playoffs if the defense keeps it close. Tom Brady. Keeping the faith, Phil Schwadron, Orange County, California. I, I think he, he, you know, keep it close uh, and win it in the fourth quarter. That's, we, that's what the Bucks formula is going to be, that's right? That's what it is. Especially in the playoffs. Yeah. That's that, that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be, yeah. So you need your defense to play well. You're, I don't know how you're going to do in a shootout, but, yeah. you know. I'm not really looking not, forward not to that. Not this year, no. But, the closest thing the Bucks had to a shootout this year was Kansas City, right. and they lost 41-31. All right. So. Right. So, yeah. It's good. It's basically, I don't even know if we, we've kind of already yeah. discussed this entire situation. Well, yeah, we talked about it in that, you know, when you're in the last few, there's a little prevent, they're trying to burn the clock, all of that. But you're still, as a as a offense, you're executing when you absolutely need to, and they're getting it done. Because, so. because as Phil yeah. says here, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I would not, I mean, I know a lot of people are naysaying Tom Brady right now, and, you know, he's that guy that... Either you're rooting for him to succeed or you're rooting for him not to succeed. There's a lot of people that are yeah. like that because they got tired of him yeah, with the Patriots. It's a, it's, <clears throat> it's a draw. Um, you know, uh, it's for whatever reason in America, I think we like to build people up and then tear them down and then build them up again. You know? <laughs> so, story. <clears throat> so I think that, you know, for him, uh, yeah, I think we also forget he's 45, which, which – it's remarkable that he's playing as well as he is at that age, considering yeah. most people haven't. Yep. To get even close to that, and he's still better than half the football, uh, half the uh, quarterbacks in the league, I believe. Oh yeah. So, yeah. That's there's opinion. a lot of teams that would love to have this year's version of Tom Brady. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, it, hope. Go ahead. There's nothing wrong with was saying that of the three seasons he's been with us, this is Tom's least effective. Yeah, year. I would say. I, if this was Tom's first uh, season with us, I think people would be going, eh, you might have made a mistake here. He, I mean, the he missed the touchdown throw on the first drive to Julio Jones. Yep. Which Julio was se open. seemed like a, a ball he would normally make. Yeah. 
So you can't hide from that and say that didn't happen. Right. It did happen. But over the balance of the season, he's also made a lot of really good throws sure. to make it clear that he's not washed. Because As Tom, the kids like to say these days. Yeah. Because it's Tom Brady, you don't make that throw. You think the world's coming to an end. Yeah, is he because good? he he makes those all the time. But he's made, he he's also made a lot of really good throws as he did on the final game when he drive. Correct. Right? So I agree. So I don't. I think this this year's Tom Brady has been less effective than the past two. Correct. I mean, like it's kind of obvious from the stats. Yeah. But I, and that's fair to say, point blank period. But also there are other factors that have contributed to that. I don't think anybody's hiding for that. We no. just talked about the O line having sure. struggles, right? Yeah. And just. He's getting rid of the ball so quickly that we aren't able to get to some of the things that we want to do in our offense. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the whole thing is we just need a 1 o'clock game to feel good there about we go. ourselves. And we got one. Yes. <laughs> we got we one. We are so excited for 1 o'clock games and I was at so, home. I was so worried that we were going to get flexed. We were, we were flexed in, Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, we were in the mix, and uh, it didn't happen. And after playing – a Christmas night game, a one o'clock game on Sunday Sounds is nice. going to be really sweet. New Year's Day, yes. And then the uh, the last game of the year, we will not know whether we're playing on Saturday or Sunday until till this Sunday night. So that's when they announce it. Yeah, they want all the games to be oh, completed. Yeah, yeah, they want them then, at the same time. Yeah, and and, <clears throat> and kind of what they want to do is if teams are vying for the same position, they want those teams playing at the same yes. time. So there's no one can't watch and say, "Oh, they uh, lost, so we don't have to worry about correct. it." Correct. So the league is very good about about that, and so we'll be in scramble mode Sunday night. So. If the Bucks win, last thing, if the Bucks beat the, the Panthers this weekend, do they rest starters? I say yes. Does the last game won't matter? No, it'll be irrelevant. No, and this is what we call, or as Bruce Arians called, this is a cap and t-shirt game this Sunday. <laughs> you, we win. It's a cap and t-shirt for yeah. the NFC South division. Two years in a row, never has happened for the Buccaneers. And those hats won't say NFC South champs, parentheses, 8 and 9. No. They won't say that. No. Or 9 and 8. No. 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 And oh, by the way, just if you don't know this, when you get into the playoffs, everyone is zeros. <laughs> Anything else? Nope. Very good. Since you did, thanks for listening.